Around 10 years ago, my dad received a shoebox full of old letters from a student of his. This student's dad managed to dump and save the letters from being lost to the trash forever. My dad told me about the letters and I started pouring my way through them. After I finished reading them, I forgot about them. I stumbled across them again today and I thought it was a fitting time to share them. I've had so many people suggest keeping a journal about life in lockdown so that the people 50 to 100 years from now will be able to look back and know what everyday life was like when the world was shut down. I thought that was a great idea because for me, some of the most interesting parts of history are those everyday stories. What life was like at home when there was a war raging somewhere else. What everyday looked like for a stay-at-home mom or a child. That's just what this podcast is going to share with you. These are the letters from Dolores Mayer to her husband David, who was a sergeant in the Army, stationed at Fort Meade in Maryland. They span from April 27, 1945 through May 31st. That seems like a short amount of time, but David asked Dolores to write him four times a day, and so she did. There are some letters that have gone missing over the years, but I still have 52 letters from that month. Her letters share her everyday life on a farm and give a little look into what the world looked like in Michigan of May 1945. My hope is to have a different set of letters in every season, so if you happen to have a great story in letter form, contact me at sincerelysomeoneelse at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Here is the first episode of Sincerely Someone Else. April 27th, 1945. My beloved husband, Dale and I have had a miserable day without you. When you left this morning, dear, our world ended for us. My heart went with you and I've had a lump in my throat and such an empty feeling all day. From the way your daughter has cried for you, I know you have her little heart with you too. I went home and hung up the baby clothes left to dry from yesterday and started packing. Time passed and I still hadn't received a telegram from mom, so I called up the bus station. They told me if she hadn't arrived by 10.55am, she wouldn't be in until the next bus at 8.55pm. When she hadn't shown up by 11.30 a.m. and I still hadn't received word from her, I decided to do all the baby wash. I had to keep busy or I would have died. I was so terribly lonely for you that I'd have gone crazy if I didn't occupy my mind. I was just getting ready to hang up the last of the baby wash when Mom's telegram came, 1.10 p.m., telling me she'd be here at 1.09 p.m. Fine thing, huh? A minute after she's supposed to get here, I get a telegram. Dale was sleeping, so I went alone right away, and Miss Hensley watched the baby for me. Mom got in at ten to one and couldn't imagine what was wrong. She brought our nephew David with her, and they left last night at 11.55 p.m., the first bus out they could get coming here. Boy, I was sure angry with the girl, because I could have been all ready. I just had the dishes and the groceries to pack and the bottles to take back, and then, of course, to put the stuff in the car. I got Mom and David dinner, and Mom laid down to take a nap, because we wanted to start right back. I wanted her to rest tonight and leave in the morning when she'd been rested, but she wanted to start right back and said we'd rest on the way when we got tired. I was so glad she was in favor of starting right back, because I wouldn't have slept a wink in the bed where we spent our last night together. The whole room was filled with such wonderful memories of you that I'd have cried all night. I hope we won't be parted too long this time, because life without you is unbearable. I love you so very much, dearest, and miss you with all my heart. While Mom rested, David went out to play, and I started packing the dishes. I was just about to finish when Mrs. Hensley called up and wanted to know if I'd move the car so she could get her car in the garage, and I said I would and started to go down the stairs, when a box fell over and everything fell out. The long red and white dish, the big glass dish, and a glass broke. By the big glass dish, I mean the mixing bowl, not the dish I put the fudge in. The crash woke up Ma, and she came out in the kitchen to help me repack it. Then she helped me carry it to the car. 
The rest of the things I took out by myself so Ma wouldn't have to climb the stairs. David helped me with the little things like the Kleenex and the comic books. Ma took down the baby clothes and I folded them and put them away. Then I fed Dale and she took the baby suitcase down to the car. Mrs. Hensley was very nice all day to me, darling, and she looked like she was going to cry when we left. She only charged us a dollar a day for living there, not a dollar forty like she charged the Riles. All day long she kept telling me how nice Dale was and what a good mother I am. She sure was singing our praises. She told me to leave the house go and she'd clean it up. I guess she must have been ill. When we left, she came out and gave me a big hug and told me to be careful. The stores in Louisville wouldn't buy back the Coke and beer cartons, so I brought them back with us. I wasn't going to let them get away with that stuff. I had to take the beer bottles down to the downtown Stiden store. By the time we finally left Louisville, it was a little after 7 o'clock. Sweetheart, you left without wanting more money, so I'm sending $5 in case you need it. Let me know if you need more or of anything else you want. Keeping you happy makes me happy, so don't hesitate to ask for anything. I love you so very, very much and miss you more than words can tell. Take good care of yourself, my darling, for you mean more to me than life itself. Dale sends all her love to you and a great big hug and kiss. I wish I was there with you to tell you how much I love you, but as for the time being, it's impossible. I'm sending it to you along with a big hug and kiss, too. Your devoted wife forever, Dolores. Drip. P.S. I hate you. <laughs>